Hi, this is Mike Madura and you're listening to the ZFM Sports Podcast. Z. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world, and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Wacky Wednesday on your favorite sports show and another wacky result at the World Cup in Qatar. We'll tell you a bit about that a bit later on. My name is Mike Madonna. Joining me is Chris Mizzi. Sean, Pro- uh, Sean, Sean, Sean Producer. I'm so used <laughs> That comes hand in hand. But Sean, of course, is our producer. He pulls all the strings behind the desk. And a bit later on, we should be joined by Alois Bungira, the former Warriors International. On the home front, highly rated former young Warriors forward Caleb English Brown has completed a move to Castle Lager Premier Soccer League runners-up chicken in despite being recently linked with a move to Harare Giants Dynamos in international sport we go stateside where the LA Lakers fans feel it's time for LeBron James to pass the torch to Anthony Davis as their beloved purple and gold have shown signs of resurgence despite their three-match winning streak coming to a halt following defeat to the Phoenix Suns early this morning and we'll take you around the world in 60 with updates from Wales, England as well as the UAE. Second half of the show is the beautiful game where France defender Benjamin Pavard says Le Bleu saw the difficulties Argentina had against Saudi Arabia, so they wanted to avoid being in the same situation as the reigning champions recovered from an early Australia goal to win 4-1 in their Group D opener. In today's action, Africa's quest for a goal continued as Croatia were held to a goalless draw by Morocco in their World Cup opener for the first time ever in their sixth appearance. And Japan, they kicked off their World Cup in stunning fashion after recovering from a goal down to overcome four-time winners Germany with an incredible 2-1 victory. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. We'll start your local sports news roundup with some cricket where a Rhino Select team is set to play against Nigeria's national side in four T20 matches slated to begin tomorrow at Kweko Sports Club. Nigeria will use the series as a pre-tournament training tour before heading to Rwanda for the International Cricket Council Men's T20 World Cup Africa Sub-Region Sub-Regional Qualifier. B. That is a long <laughs> title. <laughs> Head over to some bodybuilding news. Zimbabwe's top bodybuilder Regina Jonga is re- reveling in her achievements after she came second at the World Fitness Federation Championships held in Indonesia. She faced competition from Australia, Russia and the United States, among others. And in netball news, Zimbabwe's gems returned to action this afternoon as they went down 72-37 to against host South Africa in their second match at the ongoing Spa Diamond Challenge in Pretoria. Going into today's match, Zimbabwe were missing goal shooter Sharon Bonali, who was ruled out of the game because of an injury. Mike, this result is... Um 
difficult to swallow but unfortunately this is this is our level yeah, yeah i think this is our level uh, i i doubt uh, sharon Bonali would have made much of a difference <laughs> uh but uh, south africa we have to give them credit they're one of the best sides in mm. the world if you have to sort of like pick the best uh, four or five sides uh, in the world you know your australia's new zealand's your jamaica's uh, your england's uh, then south africa is right up there with the best mm. sides uh for zimbabwe it just lets us know that we've still got a lot of work to do to close the gap with the best size and uh, the size factor as well Chris I think uh, yeah. was one of the things that you could see in today's ba- physicality um, I think especially with the type of netball that we play as Zimbabwe I think South Africa showed us up quite significantly because just when you're taking a look at the height difference between our players and South African players there's a distinct difference there and that impacts ability almost immediately when you're taking a look at netball yeah, absolutely From Rufaro to Barberfield, Mandawa to Nyamunga, all the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together on ZFM Sport. We're going to be talking local football, but uh, we should give you, of course, an update of the 6 o'clock uh, kickoff uh, at Qatar 2022. Spain, La Furia Roja, the 2010 champions up against Costa Rica. And we can tell you that uh, Spain have taken the lead in the 12th minute. Dani Olmo has got that uh, goal, the assist coming from Barcelona's prodigious uh, teenager, Gavi. Uh, and you've got to say that uh, I think uh, Spain will be mindful, Chris, uh, of the up sets that have been uh, registered in this tournament uh, and like France I think uh, you know who fell behind early and uh, we, we, we read that headline about France not wanting yeah. to make the mistakes that Argentina made I think uh, Spain will be looking to get early goals in this one put this one to bed and then concentrate on the next fixture I think what's very clear to most of these nations now is that there are no easy games even at the start of the tournament I think in any tournament these teams will aim to pace themselves as they go but unfortunately you've got to go off to a raging start in, in Qatar 2022. And of course, uh, Spain in that group together with Germany and Japan. They currently lead Costa Rica 1-0 after 13 minutes of uh, play. Let's talk local football. Highly rated former young Warriors forward Caleb English-Brown has completed a move to Castle Lager Premier Soccer League runners-up chicken in despite being recently linked with a move to Harare Giants Dynamos. The Gamecocks have not wasted time in shaping uh, their team for the 2023 season after he signed the uh, after they signed the skillful promising player from Wawa on a two-year deal we caught up with chicken ins communication uh, executive Nkulule Kunkala who gave us the details of Callum English Brown's signing obviously as a team that was uh, fighting for number one spot in the uh, recently ended Castle Premier Soccer League we are trying to right our wrongs and look at next year is the year we bring it back home again um, so with that in mind the technical team and uh, uh, and the executive then decided that we need to beef up beef up the team and um, Callum is one of the, the young players that will fit into our style of play so hence we we went out after him uh, he's got a two year contract with us and uh, we believe um, him alongside the other players uh, including those that will get again what we need uh, to play entertaining football and to actually win the championship Z.
Uh, so, chicken in, uh, Alois have uh, bagged uh, Callum English Brown. There was a lot of talk that he would join Dynamos. Uh, a lot of social media posts uh, that we saw this past week. But it looks like he's gone to chicken in. And uh, for me, I think it's a good move. He goes uh, to a club that's uh, decently competitive, finished second in the Castellaga Premier Soccer League. Uh, a very good coach in Joey Antipas. And also a club without a lot of pressure. Yeah, uh, definitely, Mike. Uh, I think uh, that was a very, very good decision on. on on his part, uh, because yeah, they were, they were, there's so much expectation at Dynamos and where they are right now, the Pink Stadium, there's still a lot of talk about changing coaches and the expectations. Mm, instability. And all that, the instability. I think uh, it's, it's a very good move. I'm, I'm only surprised that uh, Chigenin on their side, they decided to sign him for only two years. I think this is a player that you can actually say five years. Because of, of, five because years, of, age, because of his age. He's young, he's a teenager. Yeah. Five-year contract. He did well at Wawa. There are no better trials than playing in a Premier League team. In a relegated well, side. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and then shining Pro- in that ex- team. Proper trials. Yeah. You already know the potential. Now, two years... Mm, they should be looking at looking at potentially selling on this boy. Then five-year contract for me could have done. But still... Well done to them for signing him. For for signing him. And and also, let's take a look at it from a a brand perspective, Chris. Uh, Caleb English Brown, uh, it goes without saying, he's a young white player, uh, possibly the only one Mm -hmm. uh, in our league. league, Uh, And you've got to say that uh, from a brand perspective, this is an exciting story for Chicken In to tell. Absolutely. And I think it's been just his movement, whether to Dynamos, whether to Chicken In or another club, has been Mm. the talk of the town because he's the kind of player who's very visible. Yes, because of, you know, his first of all red hair (laughs) but also just the color of his skin he becomes very visible and I think also what he's done is through his own social media interactions he's managed to garner uh, his own fans. His own fans. And acro- this is across the country, Zimbabwean football fans uh, globally. And it's just, it's going to take them being able to push the Callum English Brown story very efficiently in order to garner more brand interest for Chicken In, who, to be honest, in terms of fan base, could do with a player like this to attract some eyeballs. You know, Mike, what I like about, about him is he has shown that they, we have got players of his... Uh, of uh, the white white players or the colored community that are really good that are not equipped to actually join mm. the league. Yeah, yes. Remember the other time? I think it's almost like five, six years ago. I had an I had a, I had an invitation from Mark Paul and his friends. I think his name is Stuart. If I'm not mistaken, I went to coach these little kids. Mm. There were a lot of them. They were like uh, almost ninety percent of them were white, very talented kids. They should be around sixteen, seventeen now. Where are they now? I, I would, I would want to know where they are is, because is, they is, were really, really talented, but they don't is, seem to want is to join our league. Is it simply because, Chris, we are not making our football attractive? Yeah. We're, we're not making yeah. it a career prospect for some of these kids. And, and I guess the difference between the average young black child and the young, uh, the average young white child is that the white child probably has got better financial, yeah. uh, economic and career prospects yes. than the black kid. Definitely. I think when you're taking a look at um, a number of your white kids, they've got, first of all, they go to the best schools. Mm. So immediately the exposure level is very different in terms of their options after they finish school. Secondly, in terms of taking a look at our Premier League, when you're taking a look at the stories, just back page mm. in terms of our Premier League, what are people saying? Players not being paid. Players yeah. not 
isn't being paid. Yeah. The league itself, there's no people attending games. So even as a parent, when you're taking a look at that, are you going to encourage your child to say, yes, stay in this country and play in the local Premier League? Instead of, you know what, go off to college if you'd like to play some football while you're at yeah. college somewhere. And then continue with that. And, yeah. and even those that are being paid in the league are exactly. not being paid enough. If we have to be honest, <laughs> yes, I, I think our footballers are actually underpaid. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think significantly underpaid. But that's a, a discussion and a conversation, of course, uh, for another day. But uh, I think this is a good move uh, for Caleb English oh, yeah. uh, Brown. Uh, and of course, he was educated at St. John's College in Harare before joining Legends Football Academy, uh, which is based at Hellenic Academy in the capital. His first breakthrough came in the year 2017 when he was named in the Young Warriors uh, squad by Moses Chunga. Uh, the Chunga, this was, of course, for the Kosafa Under-17 tournament, which was played in Mauritius that year. He would later join Harare City Football Club, where he was one of the unused under-20 players in their squad. And then, of course, he moved on to play for uh, Herentals uh, Football Club under-20 side in uh, Zifa Northern Region uh, Division 1 uh, before going to Germany uh, and then returning from Germany uh, to play, of course, uh, for Wawa. And so he's a guy who I think what I like about it, Alois, is that he has put in his time. Mm-hmm. This is not just about people being enthused by having a white team mascot. No, mm-hmm. this is a guy who's actually been there, been willing to play Division 1 football, been willing to play for a team like Wawa, yeah. been willing to go to Germany to play in one of the regional uh, leagues in that uh, country. So he's willing to put in the work. It looks like he's got a solid work ethic. Yes, uh, definitely. He's, 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 he's passionate about football, to be honest. I first saw this boy when he was still in under 14, I think. Uh, they played in the, uh, I think, uh, what's what's this called? Shingimutasa's uh, child mm. also played for this team. A long time ago, like, like 14, uh, 40, 14 years, 40, under 14 at the, the National Sports Stadium. They were getting raised for a Caps United game. I remember he was very, very, you know, you could see the talent at that particular time. But like you say, that he has got the passion and I've seen him all along and he has been traveling and the good thing about it is his parents are so supportive they sometimes come with him i saw him at the under 17 trials they were with him and do you know who is that? the one of his biggest fans mark harrison mark harrison has got a lot to talk about this boy he wanted to take him to you to, to europe at some point so he is very talented he is passionate about football what i like is what you say that he is prepared to go to anywhere work. Where he can go and play. He doesn't care. He just wants to play football. But now I'm happy that he has now made the step up to a decent team that is very stable, like Chicken In. I think he can actually grow at Chicken In to be the player that he wants to be. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, uh, it's a team that uh, has got uh, very little in the way uh, of pressure as far as uh, expectations, as far as fans are concerned. So he's in an environment where he will grow at Chicken In. And we certainly wish uh, Caleb English-Brown all the best in Bulawayo as he gears up to play uh, for the Gamecocks in season 2023. This is ZFM Sport on a Wednesday, Wacky Wednesday. If you want to be part of the conversation, do send us your messages on 0731168045 during the fan zone. We'll try and read as many of your messages as we can. We're also on Twitter and Facebook at ZFM Sport. Now, coming up, we'll be talking basketball. The LA Lakers, LeBron James, is he holding the team back or was just that a purple patch a lucky winning streak in his absence Bring on. Okay. Turn it up.
We're turning up the beats. I just need your hit music station. Let's go! For hit music, it's the International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. Whether it's the NBA or NFL, the best of America on ZFM Sport. We're talking basketball next, but another update uh, from the World Cup Qatar 2022. Uh, we can tell you that Spain is now 2-0 up and Marco Asensio, the Real Madrid attacker, has scored the second goal in the 21st minute. Uh, an assist from Barcelona's Jordi Alba. Uh, Spain rampaging in this game. They look like they want to get goals. They look like they want to put this game to bed very early. Costa Rica are going to have to up their level if they're to live with this uh, Spain side and make this one a competitive one. We'll give you, of course, another update should one of the teams score or towards halftime. Now, in basketball news, Lakers fans feel it's time for LeBron James to pass the torch to Anthony Davis as their beloved purple and gold have shown signs of resurgence despite their three-match winning streak coming to a halt following defeat to the Phoenix Suns early this morning. Fans have pointed out that the Lakers are winning without LeBron's bold dominance as Anthony Davis is taking care of the offensive load while Russell Westbrook and the rest of the team are supporting him. Let's get the thoughts of basketball pundit Chris Wilds who agrees with the Lakers fans. LeBron is at the stage of his career where perhaps he's holding AD back. Now, LeBron is not doing anything wrong, but maybe AD defers to what some people or who some people refer to as the greatest player of all time. Maybe AD, when he was in New Orleans, it's like, you're, you're the guy. You have to go out and have a PER like Wilt Chamberlain, and he did it with he's pretty good without He's amazing. Well, LeBron's not there, and he has to carry more of the load. So all I'm saying is this, and it's not that hot of a take, but it does involve a torch. Z. That is, of course, uh, basketball pundit uh, Chris Wilde saying that he agrees, Chris, with the Lakers fans who are saying the team is looking better without LeBron James and the stats support that argument. And you know what? It sounds like such a familiar story <laughs> happening across the pond. Don't mention, don't mention Cristiano Ronaldo. I won't please. say the R word. Okay. I yeah. won't say it. But I think when... I think we always talk about this. Father, time, space, no one. Mm. It's it's unfortunate. And when you're taking a look at his age, what his output is, 24.9 points, uh, 8.8 rebounds, 6.9 assists this season. On paper, it looks great. So good. Good. A good individual output. Good in individual output. But when you're now looking at the converse, which is the impact of having that person in comparison to the team as it is in its current state where AD is there as well and um, Russell Westbrook is handling things as well, like he said, defensively, when you take a look at upsetting that balance in exchange for 24.9 points, 
maybe not necessarily a great trade-off. All right, so this season, the Lakers are two wins from 12 games with LeBron James and then three wins in four matches without LeBron. Alois, I want to ask you this. Is it possible as a professional athlete to still be on top of your game? Because Chris rattled off some pretty impressive stats about LeBron James. Yeah. And I think it's the same argument that will be used by uh, fans of Cristiano Ronaldo as well, that his personal output last season, Manchester United's top scorer, I think he was actually uh, the third top goal scorer in, in the, the English Premier yeah. League behind Salah and Son. So his personal output was high. Is it possible to have a high personal output which just doesn't complement the team as well? It's very possible. It's very possible, Mike, because it, at times you want combinations. You want the team to play as a team. Sometimes the team will win, but with different goal scorers. But the team will do well. But at the same time, you might have a player that is so central in your team that everything is going through them, then the output becomes less. You know, remember there was a time I actually said that you can actually have two good players playing up front, mm -hmm. but they won't give you as much as lesser players yeah. that have got a better combination. Yeah, they can actually give you better results. So this it, it, it actually works. So, works so, that so, way. I think, so it has to. I think we have Arsenal, to look at the balance. Arsenal uh, is perhaps the perfect example. Because take a look at Arsenal's attackers. Yes. There isn't anyone who's there's really no scoring. Top like, there's no top scorer. There's no top, but but they are, the, the goals are being exactly. shared between yeah. Jesus, Martinelli, Odegaard. They've exactly. got about very good four example. or five players who are scoring goals. And as a result, it's, it's an efficient team. They're on top of the league, Chris. Yeah. But yes. without anyone in attack who you would say is the best in the league at the moment. Yes, and that system, I think, especially when you're taking a look at the load these players are under sometimes, will help you more than having just the individual who has has, yes, an incredible output, but what if that person is not there? And also, when they have a bad performance, what happens to the rest? So, what's your yeah. verdict? LeBron out. Shush. LeBron out. It's time. It's I, I love these players <laughs> dearly. These are players we grew up watching, but you're 38 years old. I think he should just be a team player. <laughs> team player. Yes. But can he be that? He's such a dominant character. No. You know, it's almost like Ronaldo. Ronaldo <laughs> wants to be. And it's not a bad thing, you know. So sometimes people listen. Yeah. There, there are some guys who love to be central to everything the team does. So yeah. Pakaita free kick, debate free kick, Ndurove, Pakaita Pena, I'll take the penalty. Mm. And it's not because he's selfish, but because he loves that, that Doja, responsibility. Doja, Doja. Lebron is like that. He wants the ball. Now, now, Give me the ball, Chris. Now that becomes a problem. They, people, players like that should be like Lionel Messi. To be honest, Lionel Messi, he is actually, you can actually see it at PSG that he dropped the notch to be a team player. Even when the players want him to take, he will refrain and when he plays he has decided I'm oh. gonna I'm gonna play in midfield and distribute as a penalty yeah guys sorry yes. sorry to cut you off but uh, Spain uh, they've uh -oh. just received a penalty uh, and uh, yeah it's a penalty Jordi Alba brought down in the box uh, a kick Kaylo Navas of course uh, spent a lot of time at uh, Real Madrid uh, and uh, he's up against uh, Ferran Torres who uh, you know what he, he this designated penalty taker for Spain he blows hot and cold this Ferran Torres guy you know he, he, he can be good uh, and then he can also be awful 
Uh, and so they're just about to take a penalty. It's the 30th minute. Uh, this could see La Furia Roja go 3-0 up. And that should be the game, to be honest. Uh, and it is 3-0. Spain lead 3-0 after 30 minutes. So they're Ooh. averaging a goal every 10 minutes. And they continue like this. <laughs> It'll be 9-0 after 90 minutes, Chris. Uh, well, they're making sure that they don't end up like some other teams in this group. Like well, Germany. Like Germany and Argentina. <laughs> Let's give you a key upcoming games in the NBA. Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Portland Trailblazers. Boston Celtics versus the Dallas Mavericks. Milwaukee Bucks versus the Chicago Bulls. Toronto Raptors versus the Brooklyn Nets. And the Golden State Warriors versus the LA Clippers. Hi, my name is Zuba Amute. Los Angeles Clippers small forward. And you're listening to ZFM Sport. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. We talk off in Wales where Neil Jenkins has warned Wales there will be no hiding place for them in Saturday's Autumn Nation Series finale against Australia. Wales tackled the Wallabies seven days after losing at home to Georgia, a result which piled pressure on head coach Wayne Pivich, who won just 13 of his 33 tests in charge since he succeeded fellow New Zealander Warren Gatland after the 2019 World Cup. In news from England, Leicestershire leg spinner all-rounder Ryan Ahmed has been officially added to England's men's test squad for the tour of Pakistan. The 18-year-old who's been with the Lions in their Red Bull training camp in the UAE and is currently playing in three in the three-day warm-up fixture against England test squad in Abu Dhabi has impressed coaches with his attitude and genuine potential. Let's touch down in the United Arab Emirates with some interesting news out of Formula 1. Australian Daniel Ricciardo will be Red Bull's test and third driver next season. Ricciardo raced for Red Bull from 2014 to the end of 2018 after two years at sister team Toro Rosso and returns from McLaren where he struggled to match teammate Lando Norris. Mike, this is a bit of an interesting move. He doesn't necessarily take the break that he talked about but as third driver he can kind of get back into a team that he's familiar with I think he's keeping himself relevant yeah. uh, I think it's one of the things you brought up that you know what uh, uh, it might work to uh, his detriment if he's not even anywhere near the sport yes. for a full year yeah. with younger drivers coming through mm-hmm. uh, and so I think he's made a very wise move and uh, his former team I think have been very gracious to say you know what we'll give you a spot yeah. uh, and just keep you in and around Formula 1 and I'm sure just depending on how of course his attitude is uh, ETC uh, one of the teams should they be opening he definitely will be a candidate uh, for the season after next your, your hit mu- music station my station your station it's everybody's station Z FM stereo the big leagues the big teams the big players the beautiful game on ZFM sport Jogo Bonito Tiki Taka Total Football. It's a football celebration where only the best are invited. Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar, Benzema. The stars come out to play on your Qatar 2022 World Cup update on CFM Sport. Right, Anze, Chris, can you please explain the rough year? The rough year? (laughs) (laughs) Do I want to say this on national radio? I got dumped. Right. France defender Benjamin Pavard. Oh, yeah, 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 Mike. Mike's like, yeah. what? What do I do? <laughs> Let's get into the sport. Uh, Says so, <laughs> Le Bleu, so the difficulties. You can't ask Argentina. Me uh, okay, all right. Let's we'll hear the story. Let's hear the full story. Yeah, That's so, the whole story, though. Get a minute. Yeah. Anzi, Chris, oh, I'll okay. take you anytime. 
No. <laughs> but you know, we, we've, got, we've got those fans. I'm sure they're I'm sure they're excited. Region. Okay, fans. guys, you know what? No, let, 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 let's make sure Chris heals, okay? If there's anyone listening <laughs> yeah. out there, we uh-huh. want you to at least, you know what, just for a, 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 a statement of intent and goodwill, let's yes. let's just sponsor a Christmas holiday. Yes. yes. Something like you that. You know, yeah. one uh-huh. week, you know, with Chris with her feet up in Cape Town, mm-hmm. you know, that's sort of thing. Not with me, but say Yeah, yeah. Massage. <laughs> 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 no, that's not no, they're they're not coming. No, they can go in the same area, but not staying with you. Uh, uh, Hans, Chris, Hans, that must be a rare guy. Hans, come to Bulawayo. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'll give it a chance. Yes, uh, Bulawayo is tuning in. We won't break your heart, Shabu. <laughs> we won't break your focus. <laughs> right, let's get into the footy where France defender Benjamin Pavard says Le Bleu saw the difficulties Argentina had against Saudi Arabia, so they wanted to avoid being in the same situation as the reigning champions recovered from an early Australia goal to win 4-1 in their Group D opener last night. We saw that Argentina had difficulties against Saudi Arabia and we didn't want to be in this kind of situation. We played very well because we played our game and we were calm even when we conceded a goal. The only unfortunate part was Hernandez's injury. He's a good friend of mine and I know that he is a warrior but I hope that the injury is not too serious. Oh, well, unfortunately, that injury is serious and uh, he's now been ruled out of the World Cup. Uh, Alois, uh, yeah. that, I guess, the only blemish on an otherwise decent France uh, performance. It wasn't too entirely convincing, to be fair, but I think the, the important thing for them is that they got goals from Giroud, mm-hmm. uh, who scored a very good brace. Yeah. Mbappe also got on the score sheet as well. Yeah. Uh, he's a player I think will be expected to, to carry a lot of the attacking uh, for France. And then they also got a goal from Rabio, who came in good form from Juventus and he's one of the midfield replacements people were questioning you know what is he as good as Pogba or Kante but you know to score in your first game for a player like Benjamin uh, like uh, Rabio, I think it's a good thing I think I, I think it was good especially for him as a, as a player and for his confidence mm, a, re- and a replacement yes uh-huh. and even for the fans as well you know sometimes fans are skeptical they are worried is he going to fit is he going to do well but he came on and actually showed that you know what he is actually as good as he, as he can be and he can be a very good replacement. Uh, I'm, I'm sad for, for Hernandez. You know, when he was 10, he was, he was, he was 10. You know, he, 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 was not, he was not hit by anybody. He was nicely turned and in full speed, his, his momentum, he couldn't turn and he twisted his knee. And, you know, the moment he went down, I actually said to the guys I was watching, I was like, he's gone. He's mm. gone. Because the way he turned, the crochet who not, who, who was not going to hold. They, I'm not sure what, what kind of injury he has got right now, but I, it must be the lateral and the crochet ligament. The, the way he turned, he, he, couldn't, he, couldn't, he couldn't continue. But, uh, but I should say that France were efficient in front of goal. They did, it was not the top, top level of performance, yes, performance, not top class performance, but they, still but they were yeah. efficient in front of goal, which is what they need, especially in this... Uh, Opening matches, you just need to win the match, get over and done with it. Then you can actually concentrate in the next coming games. All right. Uh, a message from Charles says, uh, Hi, ZFM sports team enjoying the World Cup. I have to say, France looking good. So much depth despite their injuries. Germany and Argentina are 
in trouble. There was another game, of course, that, that was uh, played and Mexico head coach Gerardo Martino says his side showed intensity but needed to be more effective in front of gold following their goalless draw with Poland in the World Cup opener at Stadium 974. Mexico eliminated in the last 16 at the previous seven World Cups had 14 goal attempts but only four on target. And uh, the big talking point in this game, Chris, is that Lewandowski uh, having a penalty saved. Uh, and uh, that from uh, 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 number nine that many rate is the best in the world you know what Th- that could have been uh, the goal that gave Poland the points and it's something that I, do, I don't think anyone expects um, from Lewandowski I think when you're taking a look at this Polish side he's the key centerpiece to this team and it's unfortunate that he does play in this Polish side that doesn't necessarily always cover itself in glory but I think in that particular moment he missed an opportunity that could have meant a lot for the team as a whole as the stars shoot across the desert sky, the lions roar and the eagles spoon. Africa, we hunt as one. Africa, we're certainly hunting as one, so we're keeping track uh, of all our participants at the World Cup uh, and the quest for a goal continues uh, as uh, Croatia were held to a goalless draw by Morocco in the World Cup opener for the first time ever in their sixth appearance. It was the third goalless draw in the space of 24 hours as chances were at a premium with both defences on top. And uh, Morocco, they failed to score. Uh, Alois in 53% of their World Cup matches. That's nine of the 17 matches they have played. The joint highest percentage of any nation to have played in more than 10 games in the competition. The Mavs failed to score, but they did play very well, Morocco. Yeah, they played very well. I thought I thought they, they did, you know, uh, it's unfortunate that they don't have uh, the efficiency in front of goal. They, they just can't score. But I was very much impressed with their organization. The way they defended and the way they kept their lines, the distances, the compactness. You know, Croatia tried. They tried to trade, but they couldn't penetrate. I don't think, the, the goalkeeper was not even really troubled. Yes, he made a few saves here and there, but he was not really troubled. The, even their transition, they could actually mm. transition from defending to attacking very well, yeah, but very when well. it came to the penalty box, mm. attacking dead, they fought, sometimes they were, they were, the players were actually losing the ball. You could you could, you could find it difficult to just turn and shoot. They couldn't even, I don't, I, don't, I don't really understand that they could do everything else, but in the attacking third, they were just not as efficient. Only Hakimi, when he went forward, mm. was actually looking more dangerous than, the, than his and, uh, and he's a wingback. Yeah. Uh, he's a wingback. And also impressive, I think, uh, Chris, in this game was how Morocco nullified the likes of Luka Modric. I mean, this is a uh, Luka Modric guy that's running rings around the best midfields in Europe yeah. when yeah. we watch him in the Champions League and La Liga. But against this Morocco side, they held their own. Yeah, and when you're taking a look at their game plan, I think they had a plan to lock down certain players to some extent. I think what they managed to do is to contain the key players in Croatia, like you're saying, and it's showed up in the way that Croatia failed to score. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, uh, Brozovic also in that midfield. Mateja Kovacic, who plays for Chelsea, they were all limited to just creating half chances Mm -hmm. uh, for their team. So, very good performance uh, by uh, Morocco, following another good performance by uh, Tunisia. And, uh, I mean, I don't want to go on a racial trip here, uh, (laughs) but uh, usually, you know, when we say Africa is hunting as one and we are supporting... 
sub-Saharan Africa tends to support sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah. And North Africa, you know, when you, you tell the average Joe in the street, like here in Zim, and you say, uh, which African countries are you supporting? They'll probably tell you Senegal, Ghana. Yep. Those are the teams. And Cameroon. Yeah. Yeah, I think I but think I th- we usually don't like supporting Tunisia, Egypt, <laughs> Morocco, Algeria. Yeah, we have money from the I, Champions I think League. I think I think it's it's not it's it's not the fault of the people in Sub-Saharan Africa. Mm. To be honest, I think it started from up there. Mm. You know, they there was a time that they were actually kind of like racial. They don't identify they, they, as yes, Africans. They were, yeah, they wanted to to be Arabs, and they there was a time, especially Morocco. Mm. I think Morocco did a lot of damage to to the whole region. When they tried to actually join the European, European League. Yes. yes, that time, that's when the people started saying, you know what, these guys, they just don't want to be part of us. You know, so it has stayed with people a lot of time. Like you say, we don't want to be racial, but subconsciously, mm-hmm. we people don't forget. They haven't forgotten. That's that's what has been happening. So, so can so, it can it ever really be a successful Africa, Chris? If let's say a North African team goes to a semi-final or win the World Cup. Do you think it'll be cele- celebrated universally on the continent? I don't think so. I think it, I think it'll probably be celebrated quite heavily in North Africa, but I think for the rest of Africa it'll be a nominal thing like oh an African country won like as a a nominal thing but I don't think in terms of sentiment that people will really be celebrating to say you know an African country but, won the World Cup I don't think so but, but, but subconsciously I was so rooting for Morocco I don't mm. know I'd got, I had no feelings at all for I, Tunisia, I to, be honest, to be honest yeah. or Tunisia you didn't like I, did, I, no, I, I just didn't have this feeling but Morocco some they just started playing well I didn't uh, even read them amongst uh, you know I was saying, uh, saying I actually started loving like you I think it's more about about to do the with football. Me I think you know, yeah. I think you yeah. just you just all like, of a sudden uh, I'm like okay I'm I'm, I'm falling in love with Morocco. <laughs> Anzi, it's because the North African countries are hostile to us, even in the CAF Champions League. Yep. So I think some of these things that happen in competitions like that they do leave a sour taste. Yeah. Uh, and then Anzi, I don't support them. Uh, I will never. They were denied <laughs> in Europe. They ate humble pie. Now they want to woodwink us. No, that's Chris <laughs> and Malawi. That's what I was saying. <laughs> Chris is very angry, Chris. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> but they, you know what? I, I remember when we went uh, one of these North African countries with FC Platinum. We sat at the airport for, I think it was a total of three to four hours. Mm. They took our passports and disappeared. So things like that. No communication. No communication. And they pretend like they don't understand English. They won't use the translator, nothing like that. So those things, and those things are reported quite widely by uh, sub-Saharan countries when you're taking a look at the CAF Champions. League, so no. But 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 Chris, that that thing of of mis of of, of mistreating uh, other teams is common in all over Africa. It's not as bad it's as only North in Africa. South, it's, it's only, only not in, as bad as North Africa. You, West Africa can do worse. Trust me, mm. West Africa can. Mm. Or North, or, North or, Africa, or, or, like or, tan, or, or Tanzania, t- t- with Simba. Yeah, places, <laughs> places like Egypt, Egypt, Egypt. To be honest, I'll, I'll put my I'll put my hand up. In Egypt, you can actually you get treated so well. Mm. They put you in a nice hotel, Someone they was give telling you a nice me, bus, but they would look for a time, a kickoff time that is very hostile to you. <laughs> so, that, that, someone was saying problem. that the North Africans, when it comes to treatment, are tactical. Yes. If, if the competition is close, they'll treat you badly. 
But Hansi, if they feel like they can beat you, they can beat you. They'll they teach you very nicely. Yeah, they'll give you because you're not a threat. So uh, put them enjoy up. Yourself. <laughs> enjoy yourselves. Enjoy yourselves. But Hansi, if they feel like it's close, because I yeah, think Sundowns is often complained yeah. about yeah. their trips into North Africa, uh, about how they were treated. I think Piso Mosimane used to talk about that quite a lot because I think they identified Sundowns as a threat. As a threat. Mm-hmm. luxury and so forth. Ino Rova. Yeah, so they'll treat them badly. Maybe that's why, because uh, with, with my experience, yeah. my worst experience was in West Africa. It was in West Africa. Those guys, those guys are bad, <laughs> like really bad. Okay, guys, uh, let's uh, maybe uh, take a bit of a breather here, have a fan zone, and then on the other side, we'll talk about the second big upset of the tournament so far, and that is, of course, uh, Japan uh, beating Germany this afternoon. Lock, lock, it. Ah. Fan Zone. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. 0731 Thank you for all of you who have sent your messages and those that are in are coming. Uh, Anzi, as a get getaway gesture to Chris's uh, crisis, I uh, am offering her a ticket to watch Qatar versus Senegal at Al Tumama Stadium on Friday. <laughs> oh, wow, guys. <laughs> that's a, that's an Al Tumama Stadium? I don't think so. Uh, no, you don't want to go to... <laughs> you don't want to... You don't want to go... Okay, uh, there's a message here, but it's a bit of an essay. Okay, so uh, I think uh, this is where the problem comes in uh, with unread messages. Uh, but uh, I think uh, it starts off with, uh, first of all, let me acknowledge that you guys are human beings with the right to have opinions, choices, and preferences. But what I have uh, to point out is that I hear you most of the time do your analysis leaning on your, on your hearts more than your heads when it comes to Messi. He's a legend, no doubt, but the way you gave Portugal no chance based on they'll be playing for CRC 7 point surprised me considering that Argentina does exactly... Who gave Portugal no chance, by the way? I don't remember speaking about Portugal. I don't remember that either. I'm racking my brain what we were talking about when it came to... I I actually mentioned Portugal and said they uh, surprise people because of their players. We actually put uh, Portugal as one of the dark horses. Yeah, and others actually chose uh, Portugal. Yes, when when was it when we were choosing uh, the the teams to support? Yeah, I I think the the problem sometimes with people is this, especially with fans. If you praise Messi... You are sometimes seen as uh, you are criticizing Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah. If you then speak well of Ronaldo, you are seen like Uruguayans and Messi, mm. and it shouldn't be like that. So I think if if people say that the favorites are Argentina, Brazil, right? Mm-hmm. It's not to say that Portugal can't win the World Cup. <laughs> exactly, and it's not to say that Cristiano's the problem in the Portugal mm. team. Like, so uh, so it's an interesting one. And Chris, what are you looking for in a man? Oh, of course. Money. Two things. <laughs> really, Sean? Um, kindness <laughs> and money. In fact, uh, a, a listener has come to your support here. Says Anza Bunge actually said Team Ronaldo won. Yes, he said it. I said it. Yeah, kindness and money. Yeah, kindness and money. Yeah. 
kindness and money. Simple. I'm That's an easy that. chick to please, guys. There we go. Kindness and money. <laughs> you need to simple. be kind and you need to have bag. Simple. Cheta, cheta. Hans Varuma Boran did a round. Hans, football is never predictable. That's Armstrong, Apa, Mabel, Rain. Well said. It's, 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 when you're doing punditry, your guess is as good as anyone. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we are just like the people who are listening. Takango Fanan. Yeah, Takango Fanan. Takango the worst predictors in the country, though. Absolutely. It's very difficult to get We're not prophets. We're not prophets. When we predict, Tungo Tauro, Shirupamo, Yobeduzo, Chet. Yeah, Anzi, Victor in Bulawai says that the Arab teams are very technical and organized. We can learn a thing or two from them. I and agree. that is true, Alos. I agree 100%. If you look at the way they are playing, like I said, especially Morocco and Tunisia as well, they are really well organized. You can actually feel that, you know what, they can match anyone. You know, that's why I said, you know what, you lack in technical ability. Mm. You can make up with it for it with intensity and organization. Yeah. And they're doing it very well. Just try and narrow the gap. And yes. then uh, finally, we'll go to Bulawayo Kwali. Uh, says, uh, Hanzo Honda Fit proved to be stronger than the Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> Style, elegance, determination, passion. Football comes alive in Qatar and on CFM Sport. Halftime in that game between Spain and Costa Rica. It is a 3-0 to La Firia Roja, the 2010 champions who are, of course, looking to make an impression in this particular tournament. Uh, well, looking to make an impression were the 2014 champions, Germany, but they were upended by Japan. 2-1 it ended. And the script, very similar to Argentina's defeat yesterday. <laughs> Germany taking the lead courtesy of a first half penalty and then Japan coming back with two quick fire second half goals just like Saudi Arabia Germany I don't think we're expecting this uh, Alois no I didn't expect it they were so comfortable you know when they started the game and when they scored I thought they were very comfortable I actually thought that uh, they're going to be uh, winning this match but then you could actually feel Japan, their counter-attacking football was so mm. quick. You know, they were very quick. You know, they were very quick and you could tell that maybe something can happen. But now when very they started... Very good on the ball. Eh? Very I good mean, on the, the ball. The technical ability. Very phenomenal. Good, very good on the ball. You know what? They lagged on height. They had so much intensity and speed. Good first yes, touches good as well. First touch. Good passing, we talk accurate. Of the first touch, the second goal. Mm. My God. You know, sometimes people look at those first-time volleys, you know, acrobatic mm. moves. But they, when they the talk way of he one of the best that. goals. But that goal for me, when you look at the whole movement, mm. it's one of the best goals that I've seen. The way he moved, the sea ran to beat the offside trap because Germany had pushed up high. And he beat the offside trap and the perfection of the pass, the first touch, Mike. Mm. His first touch on the run. Wow. On the, with the, he didn't control with the with the sidestep. Eh? He controlled it with the with the top with the, in, on the shoe on the shoelaces into his path. He didn't reduce it with the speed. He kept on going and with Rudiger by his side at an angle. He hit it in the roof of the net. You know that complete movement, Mike. 
for me, it was fantastic. One of the best goals I've seen. And uh, Chris, uh, this really makes it exciting, I think, at uh, the yeah. World Cup uh, and keeps the interest there for the smaller nations, for the yeah. less fancied nations uh, and for the neutrals as well. Especially for the neutrals. I think if a lo- some people may be watching the World Cup for the first time and say, you know what, I don't really have a team to support. But when underdogs continue to do what they're doing in these group stages, I think it makes the tournament very exciting because it's unexpected now. Mm. I think now we've seen that these smaller nations have closed the gap. They've got winning tactics just from the group stages. I think it keeps you very interested in this tournament. You should have seen me the way I celebrated for Japan. I was a Japan fan <laughs> like no other. Well, there, there, there are a lot of people who are, are celebrating you out there, Chris. And Chris always sounds super amazing. Now that she's single, she sounds a lot better. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And then I, I say, that. hey, Chris, hands on Dina Mari, as in the kindness, the motor home, and the noiter. The criteria is the criteria. So I take his motor face, but I was a B16. Are you a hands motor home? A big 16. Ah, no, no, no. I think you are what I should tell a model. I'm first year so naughty, snoiter, naughty, okay, ten years, but then we do so also to a baby net so casual. As it is, I am a stadium and the animals it has not done. I had to go to go to I out of This is Chisman out in Mount Pleasant. Uh, and then Francis Movima out in Crowborough uh, says, um, that the World Cup is full of surprises today. We witnessed another great team being humbled. They scored in the first half before the tables were turned. And uh, so, uh, good result that one, I think, uh, for Japan. Uh, makes it do or die now for Germany because they are playing Spain in their next match. And that's particular Spain side is leading 3-0 at halftime versus uh, Costa Rica. Well, tonight's action, there is one game. Chris, Belgium are in action. They'll be looking mm-hmm. to make a statement. They're ranked world number two, I think it is. Yep. Uh, yeah. And uh, they'll be looking to show that pedigree. They absolutely need to make a statement. When you're taking a look at uh, nations like Belgium and they're coming up against a Canada, every nation, I think, at this point that has progressed further in this tournament previously is looking to not have a first game dent. Mm. I think let's call it that. So they need to perform. They need to get a result here and avoid a situation where now they're playing catch up almost still in the group stages. All right. Uh, let's give you tomorrow's uh, fixtures. And of course, uh, two African teams will be in action at 12 o'clock. It's Cameroon, the Indomitable Lions, who take on uh, Switzerland. And then the three o'clock kickoff is Uruguay taking on South Korea. And the six o'clock kickoff is a very interesting one. It's Portugal with Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. taking on Ghana. This should be a good game, uh, Alois. Yeah, mixed feelings for me. Uh, deep down, I want Ghana to do well, but then I'm also Team Ronaldo. Mm. That's the problem. So I'll just watch from the sidelines. So, uh, how about a three-all draw, Ronaldo hat-trick, uh, Ghana get a point. Now that's it. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Satisfactory. And then after that, Unozoona Brazil, Yagosna pressure. Because Brazil are playing at 9 o'clock tomorrow night. They are playing against Serbia. Those are your fixtures for tomorrow. All of the good games, I think. And in all of them, I think all of the teams will be, you know, harboring prospects of getting something out of those games. Portugal, of course, with Cristiano Ronaldo, who's clubless, they'll be looking to. Barnstorming start to the tournament. Uh, He's been banned, by the way. I mean, uh, I think that's a bit petty from the FA. I mean, uh, once uh, Man United say they let's wave on it. Because the FA, Chris, dragged their feet for a long time. Yeah. So it's for them to ban him now after. 
his left. It's, it's a bit I think it was intentional, though. I think when you're taking a look at the FA, also a number of they've their decisions, an they've lost an yeah. asset. And for them, they're just at this point being petty. They're being petty. And of course, uh, we'll be back tomorrow, five past six. Baz should be back in the studio. And of course, we'll be taking a look at some of the games that would have been played at Qatar 2022. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Madod and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international on your favorite station. My station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.